Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with the ECS DNA kit by Endocana Health. If you take pride in your canna nerdiness or are just canna curious, this kit empowers you to find more about the best cannabis choices. Right now, you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com using promo code POD25. Your purchase includes the Endo DNA Collection Kit, Endo Decoded Report, personalized cannabinoid and terpene suggestions, and Endo Align products matching in your state. There will also be suggested dosage guidelines and optimum methods for inhalation or usage. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a buy one, get one offer on their Afika soft gel lineup. And since I know that many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afika Unwind, created to support health sleep cycles using patented proprietary formulations of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are in your future. Buy one for yourself and get one for a friend at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at the checkout for 25% off your DNA test kit. That was an opportunity for me to come in as a co-owner and I took it because I love supporting family, friends, and community. And the opportunity to be part of Push Group kind of embraces all of those. This is the Cannamom Show, a podcast chronicling the inspiring stories of real women in the emerging cannabis industry. Your host, Joyce Gerber, mom, lawyer, political activist, has been speaking with women from coast to coast and around the world who are leaders in the revolution of cannabis and caregiving, continuing on her mission to lift up the stories of the women creating the cannabis industry by sharing their canna stories with you. So go make yourself a cup of tea or roll yourself a joint, sit back and learn something new about this magical plant on The Cannamom Show with Joyce Gerber. From the Chip O'Neill Studios in North Cambridge, Massachusetts, it's the Cannamom Show. Now here's your host, Joyce Gerber. Thank you for listening again to the Cannamom Show, where we continue on our mission of crushing that cannabis stigma. So, Dave, I got big, mm. big news. Do tell. What's going on? I've been talking about the hemp guitar by Josh Lampkin. Can you see Josh behind me? If you're watching on YouTube, you can see him. Mm, I can, He's, yeah. Yes, you can. So he. Well, it's not literally Josh behind you. It's just a picture of him, it's an picture. image. So let's see. So we've been talking about the hemp guitar. I'm not really quite sure what we're going to do with it. I've been talking about this for months now. But this weekend, something happened, and it's just pushing us forward. So we are. What happened? <laughs> what happened? So jo- Josh posted a like 30 second video of him smoking from mm-hmm. the guitar, really, which has gone viral. Wow! Wow. <laughs> Check it out, people. We've had like 20,000 shares or something. And it was just unexpected. It was a very small moment, people. And it's been going up fast. So today, actually today, which is actually next week, because we release this next week, we are launching the Hemp Guitar Campaign. Uh, It's going to be through. It's actually through the Lampkin Guitar website. Of course, all of that will be in the show notes. And this is how it works. So for your support of $25 or more for the Cannamom Show mission, 
your name will be entered to be the owner of this one-of-a-kind hemp guitar that you can play and you can smoke. All right. I'll, I mean, all the questions have been answered. I kept asking, can you really smoke out of it and play it? And apparently you can. No, not simultaneously. I don't think, but we... So Wait, to be how... clear, you can smoke out of it. You're not actually smoking the the actual body of the guitar. It's, can, no, the, the, we built a... You don't, just... you don't light the guitar on fire. No, you don't have to. Like Jimi Hendrix. No. Yeah, maybe he will at the end of the... I don't know. So <laughs> so this is how it's going to work. The drawing is... Not the drawing. The winner will be announced on 420, our national holiday. And it is going to be displayed at the Goods Dispensary in Davis Square in Somerville. So if you want to actually see it, it'll be there for the month of April. And and there might even actually be videos of Josh playing it because he not only builds guitars, he's actually a guitar player. So you might be able to see it being played to prove that it's actually playable and smokable because the internet is blowing up with them smoking it. That's amazing. It's a great thing to be famous for. Funny. I've never seen anyone smoke out of a guitar before, so... Well, you now you should go check it out. All right. So it's just, we know we're trying to crush the cannabis stigma. We've been doing a lot of work trying to talk about issues with moms and cannabis and care and how we're going to move this forward. So your support for those issues. And then it could be a guitar owner of a one-of-a-kind Lampkin guitar. There you go. Love All right. it. All right. Let's see. So I've been rounding out the schedule for 2024, and I realize I'm still 10 states short to cover the entire United States. I don't know if everyone pays attention to this thing. It's usually in the back of me. If you're not on YouTube, you can't see it. It's this pork. Yeah. And those are Canon Mom listeners? No, those are actually interviews. So kind of the middle oh, wow. of the state. I'm missing oh, the middle fantastic. of the state. Anyone in the middle of the state who wants to talk to me? <laughs> so Nebraska? I guess Montana is bare. I see that. I have Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, Kansas, mm-hmm. and Georgia. Oh, and Alabama. Okay. I want to say be on the map, people. You can be no, on the map. N- no big loss. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. <laughs> and it, it would be fun to say that I've done every state. So if you're listening and you're, if you're from some random state that I haven't talked to, reach out to me. Not counting Alaska and Hawaii? I've been Alaska. Oh, and I had Element Apothic, I think, was from Hawaii. Okay. So you got that. All I don't right. think she's actually on Hawaii at the time, but I technically count her yeah, as Hawaii. It counts. Is that everything? Oh, the one other thing I, I've talked about ACAM. It is the Association for Cannabis Health Equity and Medicine, ACAM. And they are working with National Association of Black Cannabis Lawyers. These are really the people I hang out with. And they are doing a groundbreaking program. I talk a lot about medical people and legal issues of this. So they're doing a groundbreaking program that will train medical providers and legal experts to assist cannabis medical patients facing civil and criminal charges for possessing and consuming plant-based medicine. Because this is really a thing. It's still happening. There's a woman in Oklahoma we talked about a couple of weeks ago. It's not necessary, and we need people to help fight back. It's a little law thing. So, yeah, if you're a lawyer out there, you're interested in this, reach out to me, reach out to ACAM. I'm sure they'd help you. Love to have your support to help, whatever, move this forward. And I do talk about the mom stuff that I'm really kind of involved with, if you're interested, that moms who are using cannabis and have medical cards and they're working with their professionals, there's no reason for family services. There's no reason to do a tox scan on those mothers or the babies. It should stop. There you go. Yeah. All right. People of the world changing it. Mm-hmm. All right. I have no culture corner today. Anything you've been talking no. about, listening to, thinking about that you want to share? Well, lots of things. As I watch way too much TV. Did we talk about the the movie Maestro? Have you seen that? 
I have. Good, right? Very. And I and my husband is a Bernstein fan. Talks about him all the time, but nobody seemed to know part of that story. So, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bradley Cooper should win everything for that. I mean, just pretty amazing. And I let I do like the way they filmed it in black and white in color. It kind of gave that sense of going back and forth in time a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Just everything. His the the music. The I mean, there's one scene where he's leading an orchestra, which is what maestros do, which is what conductors do. But it the I can't even begin to even on a, like a small screen watching in your home. It was so moving. It was so friggin' powerful. And apparently, Bradley Cooper did like the Tom Cruise thing and immersed himself into this and learned how to be a conductor. So good he for him. He embodied it. I did. I yeah. Sorry, to, I shot in a little screen at home, but yeah, it was. Uh, just yep. the story, the way it's filmed, the acting, the music, obviously. Always back to music. Right. All right. There you go. So that's Dave's Culture Corner. All right. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That's all you My, get today. That's what you get today. All right. Thanks, Dave. And uh, yeah. And again, guitars, you should enter, Dave. You know how to play, right? A little. What do I have to know how to play? The guitar. Or you don't need to play it. But Oh, you know. no, right. No, oh, it's, I meant, I thought you meant like play the game in order to win. No, no, yes, no, no. <laughs> uh, I'm, I, uh, yes, I have a guitar right nearby and I'm terrible, but I'm an aspirant. And so, yes, I'll, I'll enter. I'm in. Except, you know what? I shouldn't enter. You I'm should. an employee. I'm an employee. Of the oh, you can't. Actually, you can't. Sorry. I can't do it. Come on. And we actually have terms. That, like, I actually have did the legal stuff. All right. Sorry. Good seat. Always thinking, Dave, using the legal hat. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but tell your friends who are not, because I'm sure there's a bunch of middle-aged men out there who would love to have a smokable hemp guitar. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I have some guitar players in my network. Will do. Excellent. Thank you again. All right. Thanks, Dave. And now we are moving on to today's guest. All right. I don't know if you can see this bag behind me if you're on YouTube. This is connected to today's guest. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. So today's guest, she is an accomplished development professional with decades of experience in strategic philanthropy. philanthropy who just recently began her cannabis journey because of her friendship with the one and only Marcus Johnson-Smith of Cush Groove, one of the very few men I've interviewed on The Cannamom Show. I brought today's guest to the Green Goddess Invitational and opened her eyes to the wide and wondrous world of cannabis in Massachusetts and beyond. I am looking forward to talking with her today about her own canna journey, how her friendship with Marcus led her to support Kush Groove Dispensary, and how we can support moms in cannabis with a campaign we'll be running with Kush Groove hopefully this spring. She is here today to share the story of her canna journey from just a kid from Cambridge to a canna entrepreneur. Please welcome to the Canna Mom Show, Jennifer Foley. Welcome. Thank you, Joyce. That's a really um, nice intro. That makes you feel good. All right. So you are not you work, you're part of the cannabis world, but what do you actually do professionally and where are you located? Yeah. So professionally, I am a fundraiser in healthcare. So that is, that's what I do on the other side of things. And as you know, I'm very new to the cannabis world, very much a novice as you learned with your day with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I feel like the past year has really been a, a fast education and it's been a really great learning experience. And you can, you're a bridge, you're sort of in that world and you're talking about something, maybe people that don't really talk about that much because of the federal illegality and all the many other issues associated with cannabis. Yeah. There is more and more kind of talk around it in the healthcare industry. I mean, it's been there for a while, but I think that also there are more questions being raised and people are being more open to it. So, yeah. And again, like once we know... I talk about this with the mom thing. Like if you're reporting, like I said earlier, if we're reporting women who are using cannabis, 
to children's services based on a policy at a hospital, not because they have to, but it's based on some other drug. I don't know. The medical world is very complicated, but it, it means that you can't collect data. What right. is happening with these children and no one's going to do reverse studies. So whatever. We need to prove it's how it's working or else we can't actually doctors can't help these moms. I mean, it's kind of frustrating. It's true. It's been interesting as well to see philanthropists coming around this. I have some philanthropists that I work with who ask the question of how is cannabis being used? And then other, just with all the great dispensaries and businesses, cannabis businesses in Massachusetts, I see some of them kind of wanting to sponsor events at the hospital and such. And so that's interesting to see growth there. Oh, wow. A little bit of acceptance. I would say like a couple of years ago, one of those companies wanting to sponsor something would not be received so well. But now the conversation happens and people are asking really great questions. So, oh, yeah. That is, I'd not even, honest to God, I'd never even thought of it from that angle. Yeah. All right. We can talk about that when we come back. All right. We're going to keep talking. We got a long way to go. Uh, all, right. all right. Let's just begin with Marcus. <laughs> How do you know him? <laughs> all right. How did he so, bring you into the drug world? How did he do this? <laughs> What an hilarious question. So <laughs> I, I've actually known Marcus since before he knew cannabis because I've known him since he was about four years old, um, which is crazy to say, but it's true. He um, grew up, he and I both grew up in Cambridge. Um, we grew up in the same area of West Cambridge, Cochran Park, and he has been best friends with one of my brothers um, since they were literally like four years old. The first time I saw Marcus, he was knocking on my door telling me that my brother hit him with a rock. So it's been a very long time. Um, and Marcus. Yeah. yeah so he's he's family. We grew up together. He's kind of been a constant in my life um, through my brothers. And so he's been holidays and just known him my entire life. And as he kind of grew, pushed through from um, the clothing company and launched into the dispensary world, there was an intersection with what I had going on in my own life, I had come into cannabis for medical reasons, something you mentioned earlier um, right. about my medical card. I I was diagnosed with endometriosis. And so the doctor suggested going down this path because I was not crazy about the pharmaceuticals that were being recommended. So yeah. got my card, starting exploring from that angle. And at the same time, Marcus and Mike were about to launch Push Brew in West Cambridge. And there was an opportunity for me to come in as a co-owner. And I I took it because I love supporting family, friends, and community. And the opportunity to be part of Push Groove kind of embraces all of those values. So it's been, it's been great. It's been a lot of that's, fun. That's awesome. All right. I love that story. So you are just a kid from Cambridge. And so your role, you're an investor, you're a supporter, you're like, how did you, how do you, how do you work with the Push Groove yeah. dispensary in West Cambridge? Yep. So I'd say if, if I had to kind of characterize what I do with them the most, it would be thinking about marketing and reaching new audiences. And particularly when we think about the cannabis audience and, and bringing people into the cannabis world who may not be comfortable getting into it, may have a lot of questions. And I feel like that's where I've been for the past year and a half, really trying to learn about it. And so I try to help bring that perspective because Marcus and Mike, they're very, they're very cool. They, they're they all about this. They've been in it for decades. And so that, that lens of how do you bring people in and make them comfortable with cannabis and let them learn about it and, and let them realize the benefits that are there and that you can integrate it into your daily life when you are a busy mom. I know what that looks like. And 
just we exist that we have yeah so i mean that is that is the i mean that's obviously our mission as well and the idea that we have to be seen to know that we exist and i do talk about kush group because it's one of the dispensaries i visit and he is geared towards young men more but he's in a neighborhood that is really like ladies in cambridge who we talk a lot about how we can bring them in after they go i've done this i've gone to star market Yep, and then I stop over and I stop at Kush Group. It's a very anyone in Watertown. It's a great way to. <laughs> it's right or there. So put a soft up and get some coffee, and then walk. Yeah, Group. I mean, it's a great corner. Or or you're on the bike path, which is literally underneath it. You can see the turtle on the yeah. bike path. So how, this is our mission, people. We're going to do this. We're going to bring you in. All right. So again, you said you're sort of new to this. You came through it, your own um, health issues, but, and I know you're eye-opening when we went to the event so what do you think really has surprised you about the whole cannabis world like maybe when you thought about helping your brother and marcus and then you started your own health what do you you know anything surprised you yeah i mean honestly i feel like it all surprised me right because i'm in my younger years cannabis was not a thing for me i did not smoke no particular bias but it just never was something that worked for me and so to to jump back in and to learn a all the all the different ways you can explore how cannabis works or doesn't work with you. And also the huge community around this. I mean, the day with you, Joyce, and going to Green Goddess and meeting all of the women in cannabis, all of the people that are working so hard to understand what the industry needs and how to kind of normalize it. That was so eye-opening. And these are smart, fierce, amazing women just driving. These are healthy, healthy women. Healthy. Yep. <laughs> Responsible, mm-hmm. productive. I mm-hmm. mean, I think I think it's been really eye-opening to to see all the all the strong women in this industry, but also just everything that's behind this industry. It's not just about going out there and, and getting high and doing whatever. It's it's more than that. And personally for myself, it has had such a huge benefit to my life. And I really wish that my eyes had been opened earlier, quite frankly. So that's okay. Let's, we're going to talk about more about family stuff. Why don't we actually talk about your own journey? So I'm sure you grew up during dare, drugs are bad. You'll go to jail. You're yes. a smart woman. You didn't want to kill your brain cells. I kind of, I've been through the whole thing yep. and, but you weren't feeling good. So how right. did, how did you find cannabis? What were your symptoms and like, how long did it take you to actually find it? And Often I hear this is women, we've discussed this, they've come to the last wit, like they, they don't want know what else to do. And they try it literally out of desperation. Yeah. And then that moment, even though they're not feeling better completely, they like that moment that they can actually feel a little bit better. Right. Spark something and then they go down that journey. So just tell me a little bit about what happened with you and how yeah. old you were. And yeah. So everything was pretty recent. I have a rare form of endometriosis that, that comes after you give birth. So typically woman's health. You, if you endometriosis, you can't have kids, right? Or it's going to be challenging. And so after I had my son, literally for five years, I went to doctor after doctor and they kept telling me, oh, you're just, you're just recovering from having a baby. You need to go to physical therapy. You need to do this. You need to do that. Nothing was working. So what were your symptoms? What were you experiencing? So extreme pain, mostly pain, actually. So all, it, all over your body or... Started as lower back pain and then extended to my pelvis and then actually kind of just took over my body because what happens with endometriosis is you have this excess tissue growing. 
typically in your pelvic area, but as that tissue grows, it it can tighten everything else up in your body because if your back's not functioning properly, everything else just kind of tightens up. So it was literally extreme pain that just kept building year after year after year. And what would they tell you to use for medication? Aspirin? Well, the tricky thing is the beginning, they didn't tell me anything. They just kept saying, you're still recovering. And a year after I had a baby, I was like, I'm still recovering. And they're like, well, you're older because I was in my, I think I was 36 when I had my son. And so, you know, you're older. It might take a little while. Somebody told me, well, when you don't have more babies, your body can't recover properly. A doctor told me that. I was like, okay. So it's just, it was years of misinformation. It's so crazy to talk about it. Then I finally was referred to an endometriosis specialist from doing my own research online and seeing the symptoms and saying, wow, this really sounds like me. First visit, he diagnosed me and he told me there's a rare form. It happens after you have a child. And so from there, he recommended a a few different prescriptions. I don't even remember what they were, um, as well as more physical therapy. So were they trying to reduce like some kind of inflammation? Were they trying to make the... So it's that- inflammation, it's pain management. And the other tricky part is they cannot like really confirm the diagnosis unless you have the surgery, which I have now had twice. The first surgery, there was a ton of tissue. So they were like, yes, you have endometriosis. The second, the tissue had come back. But what I realized during that journey is that the tissue growth is directly related to stress. And so during the pandemic, when I was home with my son, doing teaching, working a full-time job, handling all of it on my own, really dealing with a lot of pain. I was like, I really need to do something. And during that conversation is when my primary care was like, have you thought about cannabis? And I said, no, I haven't. And she referred me to... So this is like 2021, 2020? When did you finally give in? Be like, oh my God, I can't take... Yeah. What are we in now? 2024? This was probably 2022. Okay. So it was like you lived through the pandemic, you yes. endured it, and then you're like, I, I'm yep. done. My body's like, yep. I can't lived take it. it. Okay. Endured it, got the second surgery. Oh, actually. So after I got the second surgery, what they do for endometriosis is they put you on birth control, right? So they think the hormones will help it. That is something I did not want, but I gave into that and had all kinds of severe reactions. And I was like, nope, not doing this to my body. So Stop doing that, then ask the question. Got the recommendation for the cannabis, and that's when I started thinking about that and getting my medical card. And All right. Okay, yeah. so it's 2022. So were you told that you can use it in different ways? Did you have any idea how you could actually consume the cannabis? Or how did, once you got the, because I know it's confusing, like how yeah, do you figure so out what you want to use? Yeah, that, that initial meeting to get your card, I, I received information on you can smoke it, you can have gummies. I think those are the two main things we talked about. And it was recommended that I go the gummy route because it was an easy entry and I could take a gummy at night and it would help me sleep, which is also a major situation because the pain would wake me up. So that was what I wanted to deal with first. So when so okay, so I've heard different people have different reactions to gummies. That's the thing about edibles that they are literally yep. metastasized through your body in a different way and come out a different molecule and they last. It's a whole different thing than consuming it by smoking yes. and vaping it. So when you used the, did you find that the gummy worked effectively? And then what, did you find that you wanted to find something else that was more immediate or how did you figure out how to, how did you figure out how to dose yourself, I guess? 
So, so that's been the past year of exploration for me. Yeah. And the gummies in the beginning, they, it, it definitely immediately helped. Right. And so I started, I think I started, I laugh because now I'll, I'll take usually two at night, but I started with like half of a gummy mm-hmm. and it would me just fall asleep, have no pain while I was sleeping and, and actually get eight hours of sleep, which had not happened in decades in my life. And then, and then prior to this, had you tried any CBD products, any creams or any kind of CBD before you I went did, to the THC? Right? I did yeah. try like CBD, like in the liquid form that mm-hmm. you can, whatever. It didn't, it didn't really do much for me, not that okay. particular one. And I didn't spend too much time researching other options with CBD. So just started with the gummies. Once I was comfortable with the gummies and I'm trying to think about timing wise, but honestly, I think after we went to Green Goddess, like I really, before that I had definitely smoked a little bit, but I hadn't been mindful about it, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. And after we went to Green Goddess and we had a few great samples and just the conversation with you, like really started thinking about smoking. And so now I mix the two, right? And so I think smoking has more of that immediate calm you down and which is just a game changer for my hectic, stressful life. <laughs> and yeah, uh, I mean, I do say that for people like, again, when I was kids were little, I would give myself time out in the bathroom. I just like lo- close the door and count to yeah. 10 because I need. But if I knew I could smoke a joint or smoke right. a little bit in the bathroom while I was having a timeout and come out a different person, my yeah. whole experience as a parent would have been different. Because it changes your perspective. It's something I can't, when people don't use, it's like that moment where you're like, your brain is just telling you what to do. I don't know. Your brain's expecting you to be stressed out. I can't explain it. And something about that hit of, yeah, holding on to the anxiety of whatever you're dealing with. And that hit, I mean, what I, what, what's been really eye opening is you take one or two hits and my body, it's like my nervous system relaxed. I don't feel particularly like a head high, but I am able to be relaxed and deal with a number of situations. I, and it's funny, like two weeks ago, I had to address something with my son and it was a school issue, super stressful. And I was at my home office and I was just like, all right, you know what? I need, I need to smoke a little bit before we have this conversation. And had I had that conversation three years ago, it would have gone completely differently. But it's like, when you do that, you're able to keep your calm. Your kid's coming at you, has all his pushback, and you're able to just kind of sit there and be in that neutral space and still be focused and get done what you need to get done without your emotion running away, which is really hard when you're momming young kids, any kids. I mean, so, yeah, it's I, I mean, that I will say that was my relationship with my guitar playing son who he came out that way. Just people. Yeah, we talked was, about that. <laughs> And we used, I'm a divorce attorney by training and we would fight. Like we literally fought, like he learned how to fight for me, I think. But now I, now we interact in very different ways. We like, he's a grown up, but I do stay much calmer. So I can see how that, yeah. I, don't know, I, can't, I don't know what happens in your brain, but something happens in your brain and it helps you just tone it down a little bit and you can be more present and then you don't ever react because overreacting just causes chaos usually. Right. And if you <laughs> our lives these days, it's like, you know, if you're a working mom, you're going from the office. And sometimes you're not going from the office anymore because you're working from home. So you're switching from one, you know, high stress situation to another one with no in between. So it really, having this as a tool is- It's a tool. It's a tool. It really is. All right. So we can talk about 
let's talk, let's talk about the kids later. Let's talk about your friends. Like, so now I don't know what your social circle is like. I don't know what they, you came with me or like, oh my God, there's drinks. There's, there's like, you're like, what is happening here? <laughs> I think we should say I am probably like the biggest novice out there. And so if anybody's listening and they haven't given this a try, like if it works for me, it can work for anybody. And, you're, and you're, what you were talking about before is really layering. So we talk about, I have a, I have a, good friend of mine she's going through some cancer treatments and i've been helping her use she's vaping cbd flower and that okay. is helping with the nausea oh it's taken a couple of ways to figure out how to get her so you know you're, and but the thing about the gummy is the gummy lasts a little bit longer so you're yeah. layering it so you can take something that helps you immediately and then something right. that'll kick in maybe 30 minutes later and will last a little bit longer so that's what they talk about when they're layering with this with the cannabis plant so all right so you friends i'm sure they're like i don't know what they think of you doing this what are they, especially mom friends, what are they asking you? Are they looking for advice? I mean, I know you're new too, but it's almost better that you're new because you remember how it felt so you can explain it pretty you right. know, recently. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that has been helpful. Yeah. It's, it's been a shock to everybody, which is kind of hilarious, including my brothers who are like, you're doing what now? But it's kind of funny because in the beginning, everyone, it was just kind of disbelief right so if people didn't even engage in the conversation with me they just kind of like laugh and be like what you know but <laughs> but now it is interesting because people will kind of circle around and be like so do you recommend like a particular type of gummy or what do you use for this or what do you use for that and we'll have family holidays now and i like cousins that are decades younger than me and i'm like you guys want to and they're like really yeah okay but you know, it's been really interesting. And even like my mom, who just couldn't wrap her head around it for the longest time, and then turns around and was like, so do you think that there's a gummy that would help me sleep? And I'm like, absolutely, I do. <laughs> so it's... I and, think, and I know a dispensary where you can get it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And she she's known Marcus same, same amount of time. She drove him to all his baseball games and everything. So he's truly family. So she she knows yeah. where she's going to go if she goes to get it. And, I, and I'm a Canterburyan. He's a local kid. This is, in many ways, it's become a local thing. Like I walked, I can walk to my local dispensary. So you live in a neighborhood, well, the, the, the dispensary is a neighborhood that you can walk to. It's right next to a supermarket. And I know, I want to talk about like what we're talking about with the Canamom program. I don't yep. know if you've seen this. So there's a bag that Marcus had designed. I don't know if you've seen the bag. I saw the proofs, but I haven't seen it actually like on the bag. I'm loving it. Uh, I know. If you're not, it's, it's a podcast. It's audio. So oh. my daughter took this. who's pretty cool because she thinks it's so great. So, oh, it is. Oh, yeah. That, I love it. I love it in the bag, too. We were looking at shirts. But I so it's it basically the four seasons of the Canna Mom. I think I might be the winter one, the lady with the gray hair who's like all cozy and purple. That's me. <laughs> That would be uh, you. Oh no. <laughs> uh, so I know we talked a lot about this and marketing, getting people connected. So the bag is part of that to have a, a little swag that makes you feel connected to the dispensary. I have yep. talked about how the Kush Groove dispensary is right there in a mall, a little strip mall next to a, I think it's a hairdresser. And then yep. there's, there's a hair salon, there's a supermarket, there's an amazing coffee shop. Um, a great coffee shop. So I don't know. When people come in, like, how are we going to do this? Like, I was thinking, like, Mother's Day, we should invite everyone from the neighborhood in. Maybe we should do, like, a can of mom Mother's Day special with our bag. And yeah. uh, I have my I have my can of romance I've been writing. I can print out some copies. You can, like, nice. that was... <laughs> <laughs> And you can do a reading, Joyce. I could do a reading. But, yeah, I mean, again, getting women into the dispensary, because you agree with me, it's still a little uncomfortable, even yeah. though it's in a strip mall. And 
I mean, what are your ideas? You've been a, you've been in a bunch of times, and even the way it's set up and who you're talking to. So, what are some of the things you think should be happening in that little space that we're going to engage more people in the neighborhood? Well, women, my tennis lady friends, everyone, people shopping, all those ladies who are food shopping. Yeah, I mean, there's food shopping, and then when you come into the dispensary, Kush Group is also a clothing line, so there's clothes to be bought, and it's a really, it's just a relaxing space. It's funny, people laugh at me all the time, but I literally will just leave the office and be like, I'm going by Kush Group because. I just like walking in there. It's a very relaxing atmosphere. And everybody is. It's like, cheers. I, Everyone knows your name. It's true. Marcus's mom is at the desk sometimes. Yeah. She's <laughs> out there doing her thing. It's great. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's a little unique about us. We do have a, a great female presence in there. We have Patty at the desk sometimes. We have Dolly as a manager. We have T behind the counter. We have a lot of women who are in Push Groove. And so you have that lens, but also. I think when I think back to the first time I walked into my first dispensary, which wasn't Push Group, I was so overwhelmed and so intimidated. And so like, what do I do? And when you walk into Kush Group, it's not that. I mean, everybody's just like, hey, how can I help you? And even if you're like, I don't know how you can help me. I don't know what I'm looking for. Like, I need to learn about this stuff. There's so much information there if you want to peruse it on your own. But also everybody who works there is so happy. And, and, they, and they are very good about giving recommendations of people. There's a lot of different products now out there. There's a lot of different yeah. ways to decide how you want to consume. There's a, there's a lot of decisions to be made, like you said. So right. You right, know, coming into a space where you feel like people know their product line. I mean, the bud tenders are the first line of defense, so you want to make sure they know what they're selling and how yeah. to talk about it. Yeah, and he does carry and, some good. Do you have any, any? I don't know if you like this involved with it, like any of the products that you've tried there that you really think are working well for you, or that you recommend to your mom or to other mothers. Yeah, I mean, so I usually stick with the the Kiva, the gummies. The mm-hmm. Camino Road ones, those are kind of favorites of mine, but we are actually going to be putting our slow and steady edibles back into circulation. So those will be coming out soon. And, and what love. are those? So they're actually Kush Groove edibles oh. that, that, yeah, that we make our own and they're going to be back on the shelf soon. And right. are they are like specialized for like, I know some of them have more CBN, CBG, CB, are you that connected to the uh, cannabinoid world? In the gummy so I'm learning, Joyce. Okay, I'm good, good, good. Reading up on all those things, so I'm getting better at it. I don't know if we're going to have the mixes with the CBN and the CBD in there. I'd have to ask, but that would be great because I think the ones that I take at night have the CBN in there, and so that's great for me. And we're also going to be adding, since we're talking cannabis, we're going to be adding like some lotions and some cosmetics and topical dolls and lip balms. Marcus has been doing a lot of research and bringing some new stuff in. I I mean, again, even if like serums for your face, on your hands, I talk a lot about healing rose, suppositories, sexual lubricants. That's like a whole nother line of products that people are. But again, there's, you can eat it, you can wear it, you can drink it. It touches everything from criminal justice to cosmetics. And we, these these dispensaries are going to be offering more things now that there are more things to offer, I, I suppose. It's, and you're just part of the mainstream. You're normalizing it. So let's, let's I got a couple more minutes. Let's talk about, you have a, one child, right? I do. Yes. And how do you talk about cannabis in your family? <laughs> Slowly, I'd say we're getting there. Like I said, it, it really is a bit of a shock to people in my life because I'm kind of a rule follower. So <laughs> it's, but you know, this is fine now. And with my son, what he notices the most is my Kush Groove clothing. So he oh, loves funny. the like 
we use kind of like street graphics, if you will, right? Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's a really interesting look. And so my son loves it. And he's always like, oh, mama, I love that Kush Groove shirt. I love your Kush Groove sweatshirt. So I haven't really sat down and talked to him about everything that it means. So it's kind how of- old, How old is he now? He is nine. going to be 10 mm-hmm. in March. So he yeah. must know what, he knows what it is. He just, so does he, does it well, any work? Does he know, he must know Marcus, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So- it's funny. They're at a point in school where it's coming up. They talk about smoking weed and joke about getting high and stuff like that. So it is a point where I need to talk, sit down and talk to him about like all of it. But there's just so much to talk to, talk about with these kids that it's it's like on the list, but haven't got there yet. Uh, I mean, I was like, that that is the genesis of the Cannabom show because my kids were teenagers when this whole my cannabis awakening happened. So this idea and I was talking to a friend who had younger children and how do you talk about it? And what do you say? Because with the moms who have been, it's just part of their lives forever. Those yep. kids don't think anything of it. It's just like coffee or alcohol or whatever it is that whatever they know about it. Their parents mention it, but they know they don't want to. Right. It's not, it's not for them. But right. cannabis, especially for transitional can of moms. Yeah. It's like, where does the introduction come? Because they actually have books now about what's growing in grandma's garden. They have books for kids to talk about. It's just a plant. Right. And then, and then the idea that, I don't know. I mean, you're you're breaking it. Like my gen, I'm breaking the generation with my kids, and you're breaking it with your kids. And then it's not even going to be a thing anymore because yeah, no one need to be a talk. About, <laughs> I've talked about like the what is cannabis conversation. Yeah. Not that I think the next step is you know what does what does mommy do with cannabis? Yeah. <laughs> so and I, and and I will say some of the moms, their kids know they're like, mom, I think you need to take your medicine. <laughs> <laughs> they want they just want you to like them. That's all they want to see them and like them and not. Chill out. <laughs> Basically. Yes, exactly. All right. Uh, well, we got a couple more minutes. Let's see. So I know you went to that event with me. You're more involved mm-hmm. with Chris Groove. Like, what are you looking forward to this year in terms of like how you're going to connect with the neighborhood? How are you going to involve more friends? Are there any, I think I see Marcus all over the place. I don't know what he's yeah. doing. He's always different places doing different yeah. things, talking to people. So what is it exactly. that you focused? Yeah. Focused on like the West Cambridge store. And I know he's opening another one in Brockton, right? Yep, exactly. So West Cambridge is open. Brockton, I think, is opening in April, maybe. But lots, lots on the horizon. The mural is up, the turtle mural. And so we'll be having an event around that maybe in April. But I think really thinking about how to engage the West Cambridge neighborhood a little bit more. We are there. We will have been open for a year in April. And there is definitely a large push crew following. Marcus and Mike both just have a great network and a lot of support. But now that we are in this neighborhood, it really is letting people know that it's a it's a great addition to the neighborhood. Come in and get to know us. And it's whether people are using cannabis on their own or want to learn about it. We've talked about this too, like around parents and there's just so many different demographics that benefit from this. So we really want to think of more ideas of how to educate our local community about how to come into Kushkru, how to learn more about what they want to do, how to get to know the people of Kushkru and networking just on that block, right? So we're always connecting with Safra and the supermarket. I mean, it's very, this is very local. So I do talk a lot about how cannabis is local because there's no interstate commerce, but this is really local. This is a kid from Cambridge, friends from Cambridge in a nice Cambridge neighborhood that yep. we are just integrating it like any other business and they right. want to support local businesses and social equity and just trying to make some kind of like building 
building small businesses in America. Like this is a small business. So yeah. you, you go to a lot of other dispensaries or other dispensaries in the area that are owned by bigger companies. But this is one of those. It's it's really a, it's, it's a neighborhood one. People know each other. It's like how unusual. Yeah, it's it's family. Honestly, there's yeah. just a lot of us in there that have known each other for forever, quite frankly. And so you get that vibe when you come in. And I mean, and when I think of Cambridge and I've grown up here and I lived in other places and came back, it's Cambridge is a place where community means something a little different. It's a little bit more special. It's a little bit more connected. And I think that Kushkru really elevates that. You feel it when you come in. You feel that we are all from Cambridge. Um, no, I love that. I mean, I just, I just did the MLK Day of Service over in Cambridge. They do. It's this huge event for anyone who doesn't know. It's four locations of sewing and making valentines and creating all sorts of, I don't know, it's a day of service. We take it, we yep. take it seriously here in Cambridge. And there are just so many people that I knew and haven't seen and knew my kids. And, and it feels nice to have a foundation to be part of something. Yeah. We did a yeah. food drive for that one last year. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I I sew, I do, I help sew the blankets. It's so my ladies I see like once a year. We just catch yeah. up once a year. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, I can't sew, but <laughs> I like food up. I got to full drive because I can't sew. You're still adding value. All right, I think we actually are up on time. Let's see. All right, so Jen, people want to come to Quest Groove and come in and visit. How do we get there? How do they connect with you if they want to meet you personally? And if they want to meet me personally, they can just ask when they come in. But Cush Groove is right on Mont Auburn Street, right next to the Star Market on Auburn. Um, we have a nice big sign. You can see exactly where we are. Um, ask for me. You can ask for Marcus. You can ask anybody who's in there for whatever you're looking for or whatever you're trying to learn. And make a day of it. Come over, grab a coffee, come to Cush Groove, go get your groceries after. And it's on the... It's on the bike path. If you're over at Fresh yeah. Pond, just stop on by. You, you can't miss it. There's a giant turtle on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> yes, our slow and steady turtle is right on the wall. So when you see the turtle, come get off the path, come on up. And yeah, it'll be a good Great. walk most of the way. <laughs> Thank you, Jen. So there's supposed to be another Jen here today. I don't know if you want to give her a plug, but just yeah, uh, could yeah, join yeah. us. Yeah, there's two Jens. <laughs> two <laughs> Jens Cambridge on the on the Cush Groove ownership board, if you will. So they are actually all at a meeting about the Brockton store. So I am representing today, but she, her and I have known each other almost 20 years too. So, yeah. I love it. The foundation is just a couple of kids from Cambridge. So thank you, Jen. Thank you for joining us today. So another show. So thank for you. my... You're welcome. Thank you. So for my guest, Jennifer Foyle, and of course, my Cannabro, David Yaz, and our Cannamom Show team, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to the Cannamom Show. We're on a mission to enhance the impact women have in the emerging cannabis industry by sharing and preserving their stories of love and kindness, wisdom, and hope. Thank you for listening and sharing these amazing stories so that together we'll crush the stigma around cannabis and caregivers. I'm your host, Joyce Gerber. This is the Cannamom Show, and we are a production of Pod 617, a Boston podcast network. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your cannabis business podcast, The Talking Hedge, and newest member on PodCon X. So come on over and check out The Talking Hedge. We talk about business news, interviews, investments, events, all that stuff. So come nerd out with me over at The Talking Hedge. You can find me at the Talking Hedge. 
podcast.com or on all your favorite podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out.